Animal Control is a new sitcom on Fox starring Joel McHale as a cynical, disillusioned ex-cop turned Animal Control senior officer, who's stuck with a new rookie partner as they follow up on calls to deal with wild animals. The first episode is 22 minutes long, came out Thursday, and is titled Weasels and Ostriches. On this podcast, we like to review the latest installment of a different series every show. It's Friday, February 17th, and you're listening to today's episode. In preparation for this show, I read a lot of different articles talking about the best show to feature animals, and it seemed like the top three were always the same, and I want to see if you could guess possibly what they were. I think they were like in the 60s, but they've been redone a couple different times, their TV shows. um, If it's the 60s, one of them has to be the Dolphin Show. I just forgot, what's the name of the Dolphin? Flipper. Flipper, of course. They had several different flippers, and the guy ended up coming out way later on saying that he wished that he had never done it because, remember, yeah. It, yeah, yeah, that was part of the Cove um, documentary. And the other ones from the 60s, I'm not sure. I was going to assume that one of them had to do with the crocodile hunter, um, Steve Irwin, but that was well past. That was like yeah, 90s. I mean, like, that's the thing. Nature shows always made it onto these lists, but it was a lot of like David Attenborough and even the Our Planet show on Netflix. But I was talking more about kind of the fictional TV shows. Fictional TV shows mm-hmm. from the 60s? Yeah. Um, no, just tell me. Okay, well, there's also you got Flipper, that was the yes. second one. That's a real one, um, sort of. Mr. Ed at number oh, three, and okay. then Lassie at number one. Lassie, yes. Okay, well, that's a dog show. It's like dogs, I guess dogs would fit into animal control if they were wild. And we do see a dog in this episode, so that fits. Yeah, and I remember when I was looking at just different articles about animal control, I saw a photo that looked like a German Shepherd, and that just brought me back to Hudson and Rex. The thing that surprised me most about this TV show is obviously the animals are the big selling point for this. I think a lot of animal people are going to want to watch this, but there wasn't any articles talking about any of the trainers or the amount of animals they had. They didn't have any. No, apart from John, <laughs> apart from Joel McHale bringing a live sloth onto Kelly Clarkson's TV show and like showing a quick video of a tarantula crawling on his face. So I guess like what what exactly happens here? Because I'm confused as to really what this show what is. What the show is about? It's, yeah. it's about the relationships of the characters. It is less about the... I agree with you though. What sh- makes the show different as a sitcom, it's in the ads, it's in the posters, it's in the titles of the episode. It is the animals, but that's just sort of like in the background. Like, oh, we got ostriches, you know? Oh, okay. So, so weasels and ostriches are obviously going to show up in this first pilot uh-huh. because that's the title. Frank is played by Joel McHale. As I described him in the intro, he is cynical, disillusioned. He's an ex-cop and he's just curmudgeon So he doesn't like sharing space in his patrol car, his animal patrol car. And he doesn't like that he has to do it with the new guy. Fred is the new guy. He also goes by Shred because he used to be a professional snowboarder. He's simple, he's lovable, he's uneducated. That's a non-running joke. And he's a dorky goofball. Um, and he tore his ACL. That's the reason he stopped snowboard, okay. snowboarding. This is his first week on the job. They get to their first job of the day, and Frank goes and gets coffee for himself. And that's when the dude comes out of his house who had called animal control, and he begs, begs Fred to come in and check out the attic because there's something in there, and he wants to get it out before his wife, like, loses the mood. Okay. 
Yeah, I, I don't know. Um, so because Fred is a people pleaser, like originally he's like, this is my first week on the job. I don't know if I can handle something, but because he's a people pleaser, he agrees to climb that ladder, go up into the attic and surprise, there's a weasel up there and it springs out, starts running around the house. Hilarious. Um, it, it jumps into the fire, jumps out of the <laughs> fire. Yeah. And then it sparks the furniture up. And that's when Fred just starts waving pillows, which only ignites it further. He, eventually they get a fire extinguisher and everything's torched and that's when frank walks in asking how they would rank their performance and that's where the intro plays yeah so that's what i was wondering about because i was wondering if it was just going to be pure craziness like it's, it's gag always jokes. sunny okay uh, or if it was going to be wholesome like ted lasso or mockumentary very, like the office yeah very safe gag jokes like oh no my couch is on fire whatever will we do boy this guy's bad at his job isn't he like, I'm, I'm not surprised because this was uh, created by bob fisher rob greenberg and dan sterling and have you ever heard of the tv show the moody's um no okay well the moody i have four different uh summaries here one of them is what the actual uh piece of media was all of them were so you're not gonna just tell me it's a tv show or something no this is a game all right go ahead so the first one is the moody's was a 2006 animated film that aired on adult swim it was a remake based on mark miller's four issue comedy horror comic series the unfunnies and then the second one is The Moody's is a 2020 podcast produced by Tua Productions who also did Limetown. It's an audio drama that follows the lives of a group of time travelers called The Moody's. And then the third one is The Moody's was a 2012 web series that got critical acclaim. It starred Haley Seinfeld as high schooler Tiffany Lincoln and much like Scom focused on teens and mental health. In 2012? Yeah, in 2012. Wasn't she too young for that at that point? She would have been 16. Okay. And then the fourth one is The Moody's was a 2019 show that starred Dennis Leary and Jay Burrow. It was a comedy series about Dan Moody returning home to spend Christmas Christmas with his family. It ran for two seasons. So that is the animated film, the podcast, web series, or TV show. One of these is what The Moody's actually hey, was. Hey, I think, I think you did a good job like putting those together because I'm not exactly sure I'll weed out because of the age thing, the Haley Steinfeld one, but that might, that might just be like burning my own um what's the first one again the first one was the 2006 animated film that aired on adult swim mm, i'll go with that okay no okay <laughs> the unfunnies is an actual comic series but the animated film was made up uh, i used chat gpt for the podcast one you're right the Haley seinfeld one also is not true it was actually the dennis larry and jay burr show 2019 tv show i think it also ran on fox and yeah it seemed like it was also one of these safe uh kind of comedy shows yeah it only ran for one season i assume two seasons yeah yeah this the other thing that surprised me though was that right after the last joke of him being like how would you rate us they went right into the intro and there's the cast is really small for this show Usually a comedy, even like a community, there's a bigger cast for it. No, you are actually 1000% right because it seems like they got people from all across the board. Obviously, Joel McHale's. I was very about well to introduce known. the characters because we meet the precinct in the next one, so we basically see everybody. Okay, yeah, go ahead. All right, so we got Frank and Fred, who I've already introduced. They run Truck 12. And then we have Victoria and Amit. I'm not sure what truck they run, but they are partners. Victoria is a Kiwi. She's got this heavy, like almost Australian accent. Yes. That's what. What? Yeah, no, like that's the thing about the actress. She's done Home and Away, Shortland Street, and even The Masked Singer New Zealand. She's done a ton well, of Australian she... and New Zealand TV shows, and this seems like it's one of her first shows where she's been bought over to the U.S. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. She's like a Claudio Odori type. Like that's her accent. That's what her voice sounds like, but you could definitely tell it wasn't her. Um, she's not super responsible. Her character's not, and but she wants to adopt a dog. 
And Amit is the super responsible one. He's got a family man, he's got kids, he's got dogs, and he knows that Victoria isn't ready for a pet. And so he's like trying to shy her away from that. And at the same time, one of his kids and one of his dogs are incontinent. And I may have misunderstood that when he was singing about it later on in the episode, but there are a lot of, um, the, the gag jokes have graduated into potty humor. And so <laughs> oh, no. we just get a ton of potty humor <laughs> Even Dolores, the uh, receptionist, she comes out next with a key card saying, now because people have been pissing on the toilet seat, um, and remember, this is supposed to be animal control, a professional place. Yeah. Uh, so this is really dehumanizing. They're going to start making people check in and check out when they need to use the bathroom. Um, and then we also have Emily. She is the manager of the precinct. She's young. She's sort of a pushover, kind, over her head. And she likes Shred, the Fred guy, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and then Templeton is the rival precinct manager gunning for Emily's job. And this is where the show gets unintentionally funny because they want us to hate Templeton. Like, all the characters talk shit behind his back. They talk about how he's the worst boss. He's not even their boss, but he's the worst boss. Mm -hmm. And except for the part where he does mock Emily because she has to play mediator for that whole weasel fiasco that happened in the first. She has to go to that family. The guy hurt his eye, the dude who had hired them. And uh, their their house was obviously torched up a little bit. And she has to make amends for that. She brings muffins later on. But... Because of that whole situation, Templeton does do like a passive sarcastic remark, like I could do it for you if you wanted, that type of thing. But yeah. other than that, they send him shit emojis, they moon him, they talk about <laughs> him behind his him? back <laughs> like he's scum, that's how they end the episode. And I think it's when they mooned him at the end of the episode that I, and he just like shrugged it off, that I realized why are we supposed to hate him? What got cut? There must have been a scene, this is 22 minutes long, <laughs> that explains the vitriol that these people have for this man, or maybe later on they write it in. But it just, I felt bad for him in a way, but at the same time, we're confused. And it was <laughs> it was sort of funny that they would just shit, it was like the Larry character from um, Parks, and Rec. Parks and Rec, however, with Larry, he's like the knowable, innocent dude. Templeton just seems like a normal guy. Like, he's not particularly nice, but he's not particularly mean. Um, we also get hot vet Dr. Summers. She comes in. I guess she's the person that they call in once they've picked up the animals to take a look at the animals mm -hmm. and make sure they're okay. And uh, Frank has been trying to get with a hot vet for a long time, but the hot vet is actually a fan of Shreds. She knows him for his work and has watched him before, so she likes him as well. Did you recognize Dr. Summers? I wasn't sure if you would or not. Oh, man. I wasn't looking to recognize anyone besides Joel McHale, so no. So uh, so her and Emily have done multiple shows that we've done for the podcast. Dr. Summers, uh, actual name Alvina August, has done So Help Me Todd, Woke Nancy Drew, The Boys, and The Good Doctor. And then Emily Price was uh, from Younger, Mr. Mayor, and So Help Me Todd also. And I'm sure if I really thought about all those, I, I might be able to remember are you sure they were in the episodes that we watched yeah i'm not sure but for instance with like woke i never saw that series yeah but that's for me you saw nancy drew i wasn't sure if you maybe recognize her from there and then fred that's the funniest one to me apparently he is known for being on the youtube channel awesomeness tv and he was in like a small short film i think this is really his like first big break like his first actual like into a tv show or anything like that so hmm. Okay, well, he, again, plays the rookie character, and that's where sort of we transition from the precinct into round two of the show, where Emily visits the Weasel family, and she brings those muffins. However, 
the muffins happen to have something that the dude is allergic to and he goes right back to the hospital after they had just agreed not to like press charges and that uh they were just going to take care of their <laughs> I hospital mean, I bills. mean that's that seems funny eh, i mean it was okay and then frank tells fred that he's gunning for him because frank wants that partnership to be over and him just to have the truck for himself and so he says i'm going to get you kicked off your seat and then he proceeds to do just that because they go to this ostrich farm where this lady is selling ostrich eggs but she doesn't have a permit to do so and frank sticks a bee stick in fred's pants and so the ostriches start chasing him around now i've been to those ostrich farms before not hers but um to an ostrich farm before and those things can be pretty violent like if they're yeah. chasing you you should not be in the same cage i know them. that they are so, incredibly strong they can literally break down metal and their feet are super dangerous but i think what they did was that i think they were all female ostriches and so i don't think they had oh, any okay. male ostriches yeah. but but they were chasing him at like full speed it seemed like i, I just don't know how they filmed it, it that that interested me a little, little bit and so fred ends up kind of in a tree like as the <laughs> as the ostriches are like picking at him seems like cocaine bear yeah. yeah and he's really stupid so he starts like throwing off his clothes because frank is kind of urging him to he's like it's your shirt it's your pants and that's it but then fred sees that the beef stick was there and that's why the ostriches were and he gets really mad about it but he, he realizes that he cannot convince frank to be a better man and so he decides to switch uh, patrol units but the only open patrol unit is in a different precinct it ends up being with templeton and so um that's where he makes the realization that frank is just not going to come around so he'd rather work with templeton anyways and that's leads us into the, like the last act of the show the only other thing is that victoria and amit go to a dead guy's house where his dog has just been hanging out with him for the last three days and it's a super nice loyal dog and so that's the one that victoria says i'm going to adopt right mm -hmm. Last act comes around. Fred has asked for that transfer, but Frank goes home. It's nighttime now. He flips on the TV. Guess what's playing? You got Shredder on the TV or whatever. <laughs> and he's, he's flipping and doing his, his thing on ESPN, and he gets into fourth place. Frank feels bad for him. So Frank's backstory is that he was, like, uh, kicked off the force because he found corruption, and uh, they fired him. That feels Wait, like what? it's a lot of people's backstory as cops. Yeah. <laughs> but but anyways, yeah. So that's why he's all like salty about that. Um, and uh, I haven't used the word salty since like 2020. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, Frank decides to pick up Fred the next day uh, like nothing has gone wrong, right? Yeah. Even though you can see Templeton like riding up right behind them because the bureaucracy doesn't exist in a show like this. He doesn't have to talk to his boss about it. He can just go pick up Fred. That's what he does. Fred jumps in the car and he's like, I got coffee for both of us. I always knew you were coming. And then, Wait, can, can, can I ask something yeah. really fast? I mean, I know that Animal Control is a comedy yeah. and Alert wasn't, but between Alert Missing Persons Unit and this, which one Alert had, was, was more reality? had so much so much more going into it it was it was an awful show but it was just constant like explosions and craziness and just the character being insane no this show is much more grounded okay. than alert ever is this is like a workplace comedy you've got the regular tropes like old vet new rookie you've got the setup of workplace romances the hot vet and emily and fred they all like fred and fred has a girlfriend though which is off screen we don't see the girlfriend but he's not going to have a girlfriend for long because why would he okay, in a show yeah. like this? Uh, anyways, so Frank convinces Fred to moon Templeton as they ride away to start their day of work. That's what they do. Victoria is having a great time with her loyal new dog friend, right? But then she gets a text asking if she wants to go clubbing and flash to her dropping off the dog at Amit's. 
immediately <laughs> ditching that whole storyline, also ditching the plant that she was taking care of. I don't think we had gotten any like background on the plant. I think that was just like a YOLO throw in, which which was actually okay. And uh, Emily flirts with Fred at the very ending, finds out that he has a girlfriend, but you can tell that that relationship, because earlier Fred mentioned that if he was going to have a relationship in the office, it would be with a girl like Emily. And they're both sort of the same personality when it comes to a people pleaser. Emily keeps on buying things for the unit, the precinct. She keeps on spending the budget on like a coffee maker or something. Like they bully her into doing the different stuff. The next thing he wants is like a wine machine. I forget what it's called. The sitcom aspect of it reminds me a lot of uh, No Activity because there's a lot of shots from just the two front, like the passenger and uh, driver seat. Mm -hmm. And so it's just them talking for a while, which is and then Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Truth Seekers, that UK show that um, we thought about doing a couple of years ago, but we didn't actually get to. And a little bit like Blockbuster. So all the sitcoms that you just mentioned, they kind of vary not only in quality, but also like Blockbuster and Brooklyn Nine-Nine. They are kind of different TV shows. It doesn't surprise me that you mentioned that it's all across the board because this seems like Animal Control, at least for Fox, is trying to compete with like Abbott Elementary and Ghosts and CBS. Oh, and like it seems yeah. like this is really their first show that they're trying to kind of uh, bring into their comedy block. And so, uh, yeah, can you keep going on with what you I was just going to say, yeah, my two pros were, at one point, Joe McHale refers to the Fred character as low-rent Sean White, <laughs> and that did get me to chuckle. And then I did like the part where Victoria just ended up also giving Amit the plant. The poop jokes, there were a lot of them, and they weren't that funny. Uh, it seems like an easy camera setup, something that's very cheap to make, so all the budget must go to getting animals on set and actually paying for those trainers. Yeah. It's a lazy sitcom with a simple format with one big star who's clearly written. That's where it's been written around. And I'm not going to pass it. I'll probably give it a 5 out of 10. Oh, wow. Okay. I will say they shot in British Columbia and Vancouver. That started October 31st, 2022. And it just wrapped actually only a couple weeks ago, January 25th, 2023. And the first three episodes were given to critics. But I just wanted to touch upon Fox for a quick second. So it seems like it's had a very successful January and February, the, the network itself. They had the season four premiere of 911 Lone Star, which is one of its biggest series. And then you have a cues that we did which broke records being the most watched debut on any network in three years a couple weeks after that they are the super bowl with 113 million viewers and the most streamed big game ever in like telecast history and net and then like right afterwards they had uh level chef season two premiere which aired right after and it garnered 15.5 million viewers making it the most watched cooking series telecast in television history according to fox and then Fox Entertainment head Michael Thorne came out and said, yeah, we're expecting Animal Control to be like at least really get good viewership for the first episode, if not just make it huge. So it seems like they were putting a lot into it. And overall, it's gotten mixed reviews. 6.7 on IMDb, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes. RogerEbert.com said that Animal Control could possibly be the monster hits that Abbott Elementary was for ABC. Or, no, or, it can't be Abbott Elementary. I could see it maybe being a ghost type show where everybody has their own quirk and a Brooklyn Nine-Nine type of show where everybody yeah uh does something funny and, and you get to know the characters and fall in love with them Abbott Elementary I think has like a deeper soul to it which gave it that extra bump the thing that's strange to me is Abbott Elementary I think was kind of banking on nostalgia they did the mockumentary style it really worked for them and they've been gaining great viewership and critical acclaim because of it but that was more an ode to like the early 2000s type of humor here it just seems also like it was based is... off like Olivia whatever her face is like yeah actual the actual life. creators and this yeah. I don't think it was based off of Joel McHale's life <laughs> 
No, it wasn't. In fact, after the first three episodes, it, it was a straight to series order, but this is the interesting thing. So there was a different show called Sydney Snow, which in May Fox was a, gave the straight to series order to. Hmm. And then like plans never came to fruition. And then Animal Control came to them with their three episodes. And then since they had just canceled Sydney Snow, they were like, you know what? We're going to give you the straight to order series instead. Have and they already then, cast Sydney Snow and had like all, everybody? I'm not sure how far into production they had okay. gone, but it was far enough to get straight to series order rogeriebert.com said it also could be like night court for nbc um because of how successful that has been uh-huh. um but then you have also like av club giving the pilot a b minus and then uh saying that joel McHale's character severely unlikable but maybe like the kind of his character is a little bit like his community care like every comedy character a little sarcastic a little he's going to grow into a better person by the end of the series it's something we've seen a thousand times before they're playing it safe they're playing it lazy but it might be able to cash in on that because there's no there's no character that's so off-putting that you would just like oh the show is ridiculous they said the small moments are the thing that really help it the most hmm. okay so like the ending moon scene <laughs> I don't know. So you give it a five. Five out of ten. Yes. Okay. All right. Well, thanks for listening. We'll see you on the next episode. Hope you enjoyed this one. Bye. Bye.